This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guests today, we're honored and excited to welcome Greg Francis, partner at Synergy Construction in Los Angeles and San Francisco, California. Synergy was founded by Greg Francis and Graham Osborne, who joined forces to form a unique proposition in the construction industry, a single entity that brings together all the capabilities of a high-end luxury home construction company with a specialized expertise needed to partner with the best designers and engineers. With over two decades of experience in construction, real estate, and finance, Greg draws upon his background to develop high-end theaters, screening rooms, recording studios, secure environments, and luxury spaces in California and beyond, collaborating with designers, architects, and general contractors while employing Synergy's streamlined system of communication. You can find them on the web at SynergyConstruction.com. That's C-I-N-E-R-G-Y Construction.com. Greg, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Greg, I wanted to ask you, what inspired you to get involved in the, uh, in the industry? Um, well, I come. My my background was actually in in finance, so I was in in mortgage banking um, early on in my career. And what I focused on was was construction financing for residential homes. Um, that led that led me to to getting into construction development because I understood the finance end of development. Um, I then got into developing. And, and became a general contractor and built homes, uh, developed some homes in, in the Lake Tahoe area, which is where I'm from originally, and led me into doing a residential, uh, then also building for clients, uh, usually focused on the high-end residential. Um, and that was in the Lake Tahoe area. Um, got in some innovative uh, uh, construction, which I've always been interested in the innovation of construction, the construction industry. And so we uh, developed a system where we were building high-end modular homes where we were bringing in homes that were 70% built in modules from out of state, shipping them, and then putting them together on site. It would reduce the build time by probably half because in the mountains you have snow. And uh, the build time takes quite a while, especially when you get snow season. And so we we came up with a way to reduce the the, the building construction time. So I, I got into construction and development and kind of innovative construction methods. And that that was my beginnings in in construction, residential high end construction, um, which you know eventually led into this specialty. Um, and that was about uh, about. Eight years ago now is when we got into this specialty, when I, I moved to Los Angeles uh, 11 years ago and got into this specialty uh, with one of my best friends from high school, uh, Graham. Uh, and he was in construction as well. We were kind of running parallel paths. 
both in construction and we, we joined forces and, and created uh, synergy. Love this. Now, acoustics in buildings, oftentimes, especially specifically clients or owners of uh, dwellings or buildings, they're not as, uh, no pun intended, attuned to the acoustic of a building. Why did you find that so fascinating, important, and uh, to actually, you, you, you want to work with it? Yeah, well, it, it started really with, the acoustic side of it started really with uh, high-end home theater. Uh, we never knew that there was really the the, the amount of, of high-end theaters, and, it, and it's a niche that's probably more specific to California, um, and especially Southern California because of the, the movie industry. Uh, so a lot of celebrities, studio executives, um, people in the industry really uh, appreciate and want a what I'll call a reference grade theater in their home. So it's, they can actually watch it and hear it just as it's produced in the theater. Uh, so that we, we were doing um, some of the work in the theater, uh, different components, uh, the, the, the finishes say, or the acoustic paneling or the soundproofing and different components when we realized that if we can provide the, the, the whole turnkey package, uh, that that was something that people wanted. So our, our beginnings in acoustics were really in, in residential high-end, high-performance theaters, uh, which led us into doing the same kind of work in offices, commercial spaces, restaurants, churches, um, where people were having acoustic issues. Um, and so that, that's what led us that, because the acoustics are, uh, solving acoustic problems are very similar um, in different spaces. Um, how you treat them is a little bit different. Um, but there's a lot of applications for, for improving noise or reducing noise uh, coming in and out of a room and that sort of thing. So it really started with the theaters. It's led to recording studios, which led to commercial spaces um, and different acoustic solutions. Now, I, also in uh, condominiums, hotels, and uh, multi-housing dwellings, there's, uh, there's often an entertainment center you know, for everyone to... to collaborate or as a community to go to are you do you also work with that as well yeah we we have I, I would say we we don't do a lot of those say as many as we do residential home theaters but we're brought we are brought in to um to work on those and usually we're brought into when there's a problem uh, most most of the work we do on the what I, I put in the noise control or noise mitigation category it's usually when uh Unfortunately, they, it wasn't designed really well initially, and then they realize, oh, the sound is bleeding out from the game room in the condominium building, or they put the, the entertainment center on the second floor and there's an apartment underneath. Things like that is where we come in to, to fix those issues because it's, it's really hard to, um, unless you're really thinking ahead and thinking about acoustics when you're designing, which is what we really promote um, and try to help architects and designers with, is thinking about it ahead of time. Uh, but it, it's hard to think of every every solution and, and those problems beforehand. Most architects and designers are are primarily thinking about you know aesthetics um, and not to their fault at all. Um, and, and sometimes these noise problems are are hard to to see uh, when you're designing uh, until people are actually occupying the spaces and, and utilizing them. And and some of those some of that noise bleed comes through that you never expected. I would think that. Bringing you on initially, before the projects started, 
would actually be an advantage to not just the, the client, but actually to the architect, to the designer, to everyone involved. Because sure, the visual is important and the, the aesthetics are, but the factor of the audio is just as important. And again, once, once that the visual goes away, you're left with nothing but sound. What's your thought on that? Yeah, yeah, and we, we talk to architects a lot about that uh, and, and our clients is that please bring us in early because the the, the aesthetics um, give you that great visual beauty, but the, some of the wellness and, and what you feel when you enter a space is the acoustics, um, and, and some people don't realize that. You know, certain restaurants are a great example. A, a lot of restaurants, when a lot of people are in those spaces, uh, the, the noise elevates and becomes uncomfortable. You have a trouble talking to whoever you're with. It, it, but there's other spaces, museums, um, some churches, spaces like that that are uh, acoustically well-designed. Um, you have a sense of, 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 of well-being and it's, it's more peaceful in those spaces. Uh, so very important to think about it initially. And we actually, uh, we, we tell architects and designers, please bring us in and, and we'll give you... Um, We'll take a look at your design and, and point out some things that you may want to be aware of. And we do also consulting uh, with design firms, general contractors, and clients in the pre-construction phase, so in the design phase. And we'll help them with some of those solutions ahead of time, uh, which, which are actually a lot a lot less costly mm -hmm. as well. So if you're, if you're planning ahead, it's not that acoustics uh, add a lot of cost. Uh, they just need to be planned in ahead of time rather than retrofitting in something to fix a problem. This is excellent. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast brought to you by Cyriclad. Our guest today is Greg Francis, partner at Synergy Construction. For more information, feel free to visit their website at Synergy Construction. That's C-I-N-E-R-G-Y Construction dot com. Greg, also a factor that uh, not a lot of uh, architects often like to bring in, or actually anyone does. But there's a there's a uh, a profit, not a profit, but a, a bottom line motive and a bottom line incentive to having effective acoustics or or proper. I don't know what the word that you use, but that that it is sound, pun intended. That it's it's sound. Is that true, or am I reaching a little? You mean that there is a there there's a, a acoustics are an important aspect in the design? yes and also you, you know for, for the, just for the general the, the effectiveness in the, in the cost of it for a, whether it's a homeowner or a high end home or a hotel or whatever it is is it that it's going to actually save them not even in the long run immediately then them having to go back and say what's the problem you having to find, diagnose yeah. it say okay here's what you have to do okay well now that material's gone up now we whereas if you'd have done it initially you would have mitigated the yeah 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 exactly and so so we a good example is a, a home Let, let's just say everybody can visualize a uh, you know a dining room in these large large homes Sometimes we're in homes that have a, a dining room table, you know, a 10,000 square foot home, very high end home in Beverly Hills or say Atherton or somewhere like that. They entertain a lot. They've got a 20 seat dining room uh, table and they have a party. Everybody's at that table trying to talk. It gets very elevated. There's glass. Uh, a lot of these contemporary homes have, have hard surfaces, tile floors or marble floors, a lot of glass, a lot of drywall contemporary design. Well, that leads to really amplified sound in those rooms. Our solution is, is to put 
something on the ceiling. Generally, the way we treat a room is, is we start with the floor and the ceiling because with, with the reverberation, that's where the sound's going to bounce around and get absorbed. So in the ceiling, you can, you can put some absorption material and there's, there's decorative acoustic plasters that are one solution. There's, a, there's fabrics that are another solution. Those generally require a, like a two inch thickness. And if, if you have to add two inches to a ceiling after the house is built, you may run into conflict, say with the top of the window or other things that are already set in place. And so it makes it much more difficult to, to treat those and make it look intentional. If beforehand, it's, it's just part of the ceiling assembly or the, or the floor assembly. Uh, so, so it makes a lot more sense to do it ahead of time. And again, not that much more costly than, than the other materials that were going to be used. What's your fascination with innovation? You mentioned that at the beginning. There, there's a, there's a, it's really of interest, I can yeah. tell to you. Yeah, innovation. I, I mean, I've always, I, I always want to figure out a uh, better way to skin the cat, right? So, <laughs> for for us in construction, it's it's about efficiency, and 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 that means how we fabricate things, how we install things, and and then quality. Um, you know, innovation from a quality standpoint. We're always looking for ways to provide acoustics in spaces, but make them blend and be intentional um, and aesthetically pleasing as well, and serve dual purpose. And so we're always innovating. We have we have a shop where we fabricate a lot of our own acoustic treatments. We prefabricate things uh, in, in our shop, and that allows us to uh, control control cost, control the the schedule, and control the the quality. Uh, and and so for us, that the the innovation is ongoing. It, it's constant. Uh, we we never really settle for uh, good enough. Uh, we're, we're always trying to to innovate. And, and that means bringing new new products, new new products and services online too. That's where the secure environments um, came from, and and that that's something that was new in the last three years for us. But we saw a need for it, and it was a good addition to our specialty specialty services. Yeah, go into that, please. I like the secured environments and why they're so important. Yeah, so secure environments uh, is is something everybody may understand better, which is like safe rooms. Um, and we've, and and we got into that, uh, because of the theater work that we do. So in a lot of the theaters that we do in, in very high end homes, they were doubling as safe rooms. Uh, a lot of theaters are put in the basement, um, subterranean. So there's concrete walls, uh, which are obviously pretty impervious to, to break in or ballistics or, or weapons and things like that. So they were putting a, a security door on it and the theater became a safe room. We were installing those doors. We were installing a lot of the systems and we were basically building the safe room. And what we realized uh, is that if we can provide a turnkey solution for these safe rooms, which we now understand really well, uh, we can add that as a service. And again, the the turnkey meaning we design them and we install them. Uh, with With a typical safe room, you could have three or four different people involved in the the designing and construction of that. And there's two reasons why you want it turnkey. One is that it, it, it's just, it's much lower cost. We take responsibility from start to finish on, on the safe room. Um, number two is you want to keep, it's a safe room. You, you don't want a safe room uh, on a set of plans that says safe room. And when it's being built, because you got, you know, on a 10,000 square foot house in, in Beverly Hills, you could have a hundred subcontractors on that that all see where the safe room is. 
Um, and I think there's a statistic that says that eight out of 10 burglaries, residential burglaries are, are an inside job. And so we're able to keep that safe room and that design and the installation of it siloed and secret. And so it's not on display for everybody. Um, and, and so that's proven to be very valuable uh, to, to the general contractors and designers we work with. And, and, and that, that's the, the service that we provide now is complete uh, solutions. And I, we say secure environments versus just safe rooms, because in a lot of cases, we're building multiple spaces in, in a house or an office that serve as a secure space. So it could be a whole master uh, suite. Uh, where we're putting in the entrance to the to the master's wing has a security door, and then the closet also has a security door. So there's two layers to the secure environment, and also ballistic windows. Uh, so a lot of high-profile um, executives or celebrities or high net worth individuals um, have have physical security usually, and this is just another layer of that. It gives them a safe environment to get into if there's an issue. How did you come up with the name Synergy Construction? Synergy, uh, yeah, it was a play on play on words there okay. because cinema. Okay. Um, and and what we realized early on, and and look in, in construction period is that there there needs to be a synergy with a lot of a lot of people involved in construction, um, a lot of moving parts, and with with the theater side of things. Uh, and also the safe rooms, there is a tremendous amount of collaboration and synergy that's needed between all the players. Uh, in, in a high performance theater, say, you know, that may cost a, a million dollars, you've got an AV integrator, you could have an architect, an interior designer, an owner's rep, an electrician, uh, an HVAC contractor, um, electrical contractor, a fire sprinkler contractor, and we're in charge of basically bringing them all together. And, and so uh, we like to say we work really synergistically with, with everybody. So it, it, that's how we came up with the name. Yeah. Now, how, uh, how also do you match or exceed your clients' expectations? That's a big one for us. Uh, we really pride ourselves on uh, our, our number one core value as a company is, is communication, open, honest, direct, clear communication specifically. And that means that, that that goes all the way down to the guy sweeping up the, the space on site, to our project managers, to our accounting department. And the way we, we meet or exceed their expectations is, is simply communication uh, proactively. So we, we, we send out schedules every two weeks that update the schedule. Um, we talk to them if there's ever an issue, we bring it up, we come up with solutions and we give daily updates on projects to all of our clients and uh, we we keep we keep daily logs on things, and it's just it's just really clear direct communication, which I think uh, unfortunately uh, our industry um, has lacked uh, quite a bit uh, I think in the past, and that just is because I think it's just maybe staffing and things like that. But we've staffed to a point to where we can provide that level of communication. It's not easy, um, and our clients are pretty demanding. Our clients can be sometimes a, another general contractor. Mm-hmm. Our clients could be sometimes the client, the homeowner directly. It could be an owner's rep. It could be different people. Uh, but in the, in the in the arena that we we work in, they expect that level of communication professionalism. So I, I think that's really um, our number one. 
and how we meet their expectations and what we're known for. That's our reputation. Excellent. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Cireclad. We're talking today with Greg Francis, partner at Synergy Construction. For more information, you can visit their website at synergyconstruction.com. That's C-I-N-E-R-G-Y construction.com. Greg, with uh, businesses and in, in, in homes in, in Buildings constantly evolving, the expectations uh, uh, and for results and outcomes evolve as well. What's changed, at least in your experience, in the say, the last two three years? Well, like everybody, you know, the material costs and and, and those issues. I think uh, moving more to having to rely on technology uh, to innovate and to make things more efficient, um, and and working around during the pandemic working around uh, not being able to be on site or have limited access sometimes to your actual sites. I mean, physical work, construction is physical work. It needs to be done. But what can you do um, if you can't be on site? How can you progress things? Um, or how can you become more efficient um, when you do get on site? And so that's where what, you know, what's changed, what changed for us is, is a lot more planning, a lot more pre-construction, a lot more of being um as prepared as possible so we get on site we can we can get the installation done we can get the construction done as quickly as possible um and i i've seen the entire industry shift to more being more comfortable with technology zoom calls mm-hmm. getting on facetime to look at job sites versus going to the job site um and uh and, and things and things i guess uh, being a little bit more fluid as far as as far as cost goes because of the escalation in material costs is it's become a little bit more standard to understand that uh, the, the price today may not be the price tomorrow. Mm. Um, and, and so I've, I've seen, I've seen that change and, and uh, you know, the construction industry, at least for us and most, I think worked through the pandemic. Um, you know, we were one of the, the businesses that, that could, could still operate. Um, and so, you know, surviving through that was, was interesting and, and, and understanding how to, how to continue on. So learned, learned a lot of lessons in that. How would you describe, uh, the culture, especially with such a high demand from your clients and, and yourself, if it, the, the culture at Synergy? Um, you know, uh, interesting. I talk about this with my leadership team all the time. I, you know, uh, culture is important to us, and I know it's a, year, a word that's overused in in business. Period. Uh, but to truly understand what it means to to me is 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 uh, a cohesive team uh, that 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 everybody's a good fit. They get along. They enjoy coming to work. They enjoy what they do, um, and and they they want to be a part of the growth of the company. And so I think the culture. You know, after seven years, I think we we have we've had. We have the best team we've ever had, and we have the best culture we've ever had. And it's not easy to get there. I, I think it's got to be intentional. Um, and, uh, and and you and it uh, you you've got to find the right people. Um, and, and and everybody you know is is not a perfect fit all the time. And so our our culture is one of of very inclusive. Um, in other words, we include we we're and transparent. We share with everybody where we're at as a company. Um, what our core values are. We share that with them. We emphasize our core values. So the people that are working for us are also 
share the same core values, um, you know, of, of, you know, communication and being mindful and perseverance um, and truly enjoy the work we do and understand, uh, you know, the expectations of our clients. Uh, so um, cultures, uh, culture is important, uh, but it's not something you can fabricate. <laughs> you know, it's something that has to be real and genuine. And, I, and we have a great culture and our clients are, um, you know, I, 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 we see that because we get direct input from our clients. Yeah. What would you like to share, Greg, that uh, we may not have touched on on, our, on your show today? Um, you know, I, I think the the importance of acoustics, you know, and, and I, I think it, it's interesting because before I got into this specialty, uh, acoustics was uh, the same for me as it is for everybody else in the industry, which is this this thing that if there's a problem, you, you, you there's some fixes and, and you just try to fix the problem and, and move on. It's not it's it's not thought about before or in the design process. And, you know, I, I, I just think that's that's the important aspect. There's a lot of ways to address acoustics and, and people need to understand that that um, that when you feel good in, in a space, whether it be an office or, or wherever you're at, a lot of it has to do with acoustics and it, and it should be, be thought of uh, ahead of time. And, and, uh, and, and it's not always expensive. Um, and there's a lot of ways to do it. This poster behind me that people can't see because they're listening. Yeah. I like the Captain America. It's, uh, yeah. You know, there's the, we can, we can, we can make art uh, acoustic uh, and, and print right? things on acoustic fabrics and make art out of it and things like that. So um, I think with, with anything is, is plan ahead and, and, and think about acoustics ahead of time because it's going to make, it's going to make spaces better um, commercial residential, any space it'll, it'll make it better and, and make it a better space to, to occupy and, and live in. Um, so I, I just think that that's, that's, that's important. Greg, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much. Really, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. It's been fun to talk about it. Awesome, awesome. Our guest today has been Greg Francis, partner at Synergy Construction in Los Angeles and San Francisco, California. Synergy was founded by Greg Francis and Graham Osborne, who joined forces to form a unique proposition in the construction industry, a single entity that brings together all capabilities of a high-end luxury home construction company with the specialized expertise needed to partner with the best designers and engineers, architects as well. For more information, feel free to visit SynergyConstruction.com. Again, that's SynergyConstruction.com, and that's C-I-N-E-R-G-Y Construction. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast with Sarah Clatt. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is recorded from the offices of Sierra Clad in Redmond, Washington, and on location. Thank you for listening.